Bonjour à tous. Today we are talking about visiting Marseille, a beautiful coastal city in the south of France. This is Travel Babies. We're just two sisters trying to travel the world in style, but sometimes things don't go as planned. Each week we talk about important travel topics to help you decide when, where, and how to explore the world in style. I'm Juliana from Travel Juliana, a professional travel blogger from Boston. And I'm JQ from JQLouise.com, and I'm also a professional travel writer, blogger, and influencer also from Boston. Combined, we have over 200,000 followers across our social media platforms, and we love sharing our travel tips and tricks with you all. But before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and give us a review if you enjoy our podcast. It really helps us a lot. Obviously, this is, you know, one of my favorite places. This is the first time I had gone this year, and it was so much fun. So I'm just so excited that I get to talk about it and share all of the experiences I had. I know. And I'm so excited to hear about it. And this is different because you visited a French person. You know, you guys visited while you were already in the south of France. It wasn't like you had to make a separate trip to Marseille, like you were already there. And I would love to hear about the different options for getting there, how you guys did it, and just, you know, what it was like kind of taking like a locals weekend trip but in France. Yeah, it was super cool. And like you said, definitely a cool experience to visit, like kind of as a French person, almost, I would say, you know, Marseille and the South are obviously huge vacation spots for Parisians and a lot of different um, French people. So I think it was great to kind of see it from like that point of view, but also as as a local, because there's so many things um, that locals love to do. And yeah, it's just an amazing city. You know, for getting there, we, like you said, we were already in the South. We we're about an hour drive away. So we're staying in Lang. And, you know, it's super easy to get there. We left on like a Thursday and kind of made a long weekend out of it, left on the following Tuesday. Um, so if you're driving, if you're driving all the way from Paris, it is it is pretty far. So I definitely recommend taking the train if you are coming from Paris. But the train is pretty quick to Marseille too. It's probably about three hours from Paris as opposed to like a seven or eight hour drive if there's a lot of traffic. And then Marseille also has an airport. So I've never flown into Marseille, but I'm pretty sure, you know, it's it's easy enough. There's not a ton of direct flights from the US. You know, certainly they're they're getting more and more routes, obviously, as things start to open up too with COVID. Yeah, I know. I think Marseille is like almost comparable to Nice in terms of accessibility, especially from North America. So I've looked at it a few times, you know, when like prices to Nice are too expensive. Like I've definitely looked at it as an option, but especially like for me, when I'm usually going to Cannes, it just never makes sense to go to Marseille just because it is further than Nice is to Cannes. But I've definitely looked at it and the flight prices are very comparable, you know, just as convenient in terms of routes. So I think it's, it's a great little hub that I think a lot of Americans kind of forget about. Yeah, definitely. I know like if I'm coming, if I want to, come directly to the South in Lang and, and come to Pierre Luc's vacation home here, like directly rather than going through Paris first, Marseille is a great option. Cause like I said, it's only like an hour drive from like the house in Lang. So it's, yeah, it's such a pretty city. And I mean, it's huge actually too. Like I didn't realize it, but just being able to visit all the different parts of it and take a ferry around, like basically around it, driving along the coach, it's a huge city. It's just really spread out. So it doesn't feel that big when you're actually there. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you guys go for a weekend or a long weekend? Like how many days were you there? Yeah, we were there for four nights. 
So, you know, we went on 4th of July. So obviously, you know, I had the days off and it wasn't a holiday in France, but it was for, for the U S. So it was a great time to, to kind of explore. And it wasn't, you know, this summer, I it's, it's amazing being in Europe because it's not as touristy as it normally would be, but you still get, you know, it was still relatively crowded. So like I said, a lot of Parisian tourists come to the South for vacation and July gets to be more, more busy. And August is definitely the biggest um, vacation month in France, I would say. Yeah, that's definitely true. I know it's so nice that you're there this whole summer when there's no crowds. I mean, it's crazy because there's no crowds from Asia going there. There's very few crowds from America. So I feel like it's mostly just European tourists, you know, re-exploring their own countries or making, you know, trips to neighboring countries. So I think it's such an awesome time to go. Anyway, so you drove there. It's, you know, you're already in the South, so it's pretty convenient. So once you got there, where did you stay? Yeah, so we stayed in in the old port or in French is called the Viewport. You know, that's basically like the center of the city. I think it's a great location if you're going to be walking most of the time. I think it's definitely a city where you you should want to walk most of the time. It is huge, so but I think if you're just going for like a quick quicker trip like I did, um, you'll want to be walking most places and kind of just exploring like the downtown area, the beach, and you can even take a ferry ride. So we were like right on um, in the port. We stayed in Airbnb, super cute. It was like a small one bedroom kind of studio. So it was like the bed, the bed was like blocked off by like a temporary wall and then a cute living room, kitchenette, bathroom. So, you know, perfect for a couple. There's, I think there's also a ton of like Airbnb, bigger uh, room options if you're going with like a smaller group. So yeah, definitely check out Airbnb. I know there's a lot of hotels too, like right in the viewport. So, you know, they have amazing views of like the water and everything. Um, but we did want to be like a little bit further into the city too, to just be able to walk around and be, you know, close to bakeries and things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. I think it's nice sometimes, especially in these cities that aren't super touristy for Americans. Sometimes it's nice to be in an Airbnb. That way you can just feel more like a local because it is kind of like a local city, not a tourist city. So I think that was, it looked so fun where you guys stayed. And it was so nice that you're right in the city, like amongst everything, like right in the heart of it. So I think that was awesome. So I know there's a ton of stuff to do. So what were some of the big things that you did? Like some of the museums you went to, you know, what were some of your favorite things? Yeah, so there was tons to do. And actually, um, the owner of the Airbnb told us about, he was a local, obviously, and he, you know, he owned like maybe five different units and he does Airbnb for all of them. And he was telling us, we told him like, this is our first time in Marseille. What are, what should we do? And he told us like a really long list of things to do. So we were like writing all the names down uh, of like restaurants or things like that. And so we definitely got a great, uh, we got great recommendations from him a local and you know it's it's great if you do know someone there or know someone who's been there a couple of times to kind of recommend things because there's just so many restaurants so many things to do and you want to definitely make the best of of your time there some things we did were ride the we took a ferry so like right in the in the port um there's a ferry that goes pretty much every hour on the weekend i think maybe during the week it's it's not as frequent but you can still go and going actually on the during the week it's even less crowds that goes to some of the the different islands that are like right off of the viewport so you can you get an amazing view leaving marseille and the city just looks so pretty there and you know we went kind of around 
um, dinner time, like, or like right before dinner. So the sun was, was really pretty and you, it was like, you know, just over the, the city itself. And so it was amazing just like getting to the island and we went to Ile de Friul. So it was basically like, you get there, there's another really cute little port, a couple of restaurants, like right on the water. And then you walk around and there's like, there's no buildings anywhere. It's just rocks, like a ton of rocks that you can climb down and then swim in them because it's obviously all surrounded by water. So um, those are called calonks too, which is basically like um, an enclosed kind of body of water where there's rocks on both sides. So you have like a little private area to swim and the water was just amazing. It was super clear too. That looked amazing. I mean, these are like such Instagrammable places too. And I feel like they're such hidden gems. These aren't the places that come to mind for Americans, especially. So I'm so excited that you're going to all these kinds of places while you're in France this summer, because this is the best way to do it. Yeah, I know. Literally, it's like, this is the easiest way to do it where you have to just come for a couple of months at a time. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to be able to do that. And, you know, obviously like see Pierre Luke's family. So have a lot of family time, friends, but also visiting these places that I, I normally wouldn't if I'd had, if I'm only coming to France for like a week at a time, because a week is just obviously not enough time to do all of this stuff. So I'm, yeah, I'm just super happy to be able to explore all of this. So Ilse Friul is definitely I definitely recommend it. It's gorgeous. And even on the weekend, there wasn't that many people like visiting it because you do, you know, it's like a, I would say 40 minute ferry ride there and back. And then, so if you make a day out of it, it's perfect. Like we did it in one evening, but it was, you know, we, we got there, hiked around the entire Island and then came, came back to the port, ate dinner and came and came home. So it was like, you know, we left around, I think four or five maybe, and we're back in Marseille, like in the city by 10 or 11. So you could definitely do it quickly like us, or, you know, if you have the entire day, then definitely do that. Yeah, I know that island that you went to, it really reminded me of one of the islands in the Con Harbor that I go to pretty much every time we're there called Ile Saint Marguerite. And it looked just, it looked the same and kind of the same atmosphere. And like, honestly, the ferry rides to these islands are so nice because you're literally in the Mediterranean, you know? So. Yeah, it's so pretty. And like the tickets for the ferry were only like 11 euros each. I exactly. think like it's super cheap. It's not like a huge touristy thing. Like locals do that. If I lived in Marseille, I would do that like during the week just to like get away from the city if I wanted to. Exactly. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I love the Mediterranean so much because you can have these pretty hustle and bustle cities like Marseille, Cannes, Nice, Monaco, like they're all actually like pretty big cities um but then you know you can take these ferry rides to these remote islands and you just feel like you're a world away yeah Marseille is an amazing city and you know me and Pierre Luke were talking about like oh it would be amazing to like own an apartment here because it's so it's a great vacation spot and I mean honestly you could like if you wanted to you could live there full-time because it's a huge city like I said and the weather's always perfect so it's really just I think the hardest part would be you know getting work done because the the weather's amazing and you just always want to be outside 
but yeah, like you said, there's also all this stuff around it. That's, it's like, you don't even feel like you're in a big city anymore. So I think that's, what's really, you know, special about it. There's obviously like a beach right, right nearby. So it's about a 30 minute walk from like the downtown where all the locals go, you know, we were, we went like on a Saturday morning, there was tons of people there already at like 9am. They had like volleyball uh, or like a beach ball sort of area for, for, people who like definitely play there on like a team or something. So that was, you know, we were watching that and yeah, the water is just perfect. The sand's amazing. It's, it's just super easy and accessible to, to get to from the downtown. That's great. I mean, that's another thing, like you're in these cities, but then you can just walk to like a beautiful Mediterranean beach. It's so easy. And I think it's such a nice trip for how you guys did it, where you just, you drove there, but then you didn't have to walk, you know, you didn't have to drive anywhere. You Mm -hmm. could just walk to everything. So it's super relaxing. You're not always worrying about parking or getting to the beach before the parking lot fills up, you know, that kind of thing. It's so nice. No. And I think for the parking too. So we just parked in like a garage that was right near our Airbnb. Um, but actually we did, we took the car out on the Saturday evening and we just did like a drive all along the coast and we did it, you know, like in the afternoon and we just wanted to kind of explore more and see if there were any beaches or calunks that were worth driving to, because like I said, Marseille is huge. So when you drive all along the coast, it's like, you can drive for like an hour and then another hour back. So it's really long. And so we just wanted to see the entire coast. But actually when we came back on the, like, like I said, it was a Saturday night, the parking lot was full. So we actually had to go find another parking lot. So I I would recommend if you're driving on the weekend, go as early as possible to get a, a spot in a, in a garage, like right in the downtown and then just walk everywhere. We knew it was probably going to be crowded, but we were like, oh, our spot's taken. So we, there are plenty of garages. So just, just keep that in mind. Now, what about some of the museums that you went to? I know you went to a few. Yeah, there's tons of museums. And I think actually most of them are open now. Actually, one thing to mention too. So in starting August 1st um, in France, they're going to uh, do the pass sanitaire. So you'll need to show your vaccine cards everywhere. Basically, you know, bars, restaurants, museums, movie theaters. They, a couple of them did ask, but, you know, they were they were just looking for the vaccine and, and that's it. And it was super easy. So we went to the Musem. Um, which had an amazing Jeff Koons exhibit. And it was just the the architecture of this museum was just amazing. And you do have to buy ticket, tickets in advance. So definitely just buy them online um, so that you're ready when you go into the museum. Um, and then the other one we went to was Musée Cantini, which was literally like a two minute walk from our Airbnb. And we kind of just like happened upon it. It was like a really small museum. It was actually free to visit. It was like the one day or like the one couple hours where it was it was pouring rain. So we were like, okay, what, what should we do? Let's just go to a museum and see, and you know, just stay there until the rain stops. Um, and it was super cute. It was like, a co- it was most of the exhibits were like collections of either drawings or paintings where they all had to be it wasn't just like one of them. It was a collection of them where the artist would start off with something really sort of abstract and get more and more defined, I guess. And it, but it was like, oh, it was like a of them. Oh, so it was like a progression. Yeah, exactly. And it was like tons of them. So it was really cool to see as a collection, but if you just saw like one of them, it wouldn't make, make sense. Like it should, cause it's meant to be in a collection. So that was really cool. And it was free. So 
That's awesome. So now for the past sanitaire, so do you have to have that? Is it an app that you need it like a barcode or like for visitors? Like, what are you going to do? Can you just show the vaccine card? I mean, it's not, you know, this episode will air after August 1st, but it hasn't gone into effect yet. But technically, it's supposed to be like a barcode or like a QR code on your on an app, because it's for people who are vaccinated in France, you know, obviously to get people to to encourage people to get vaccinated. I have heard it's fine with just, and you know, I've used it in places where they're just asking for the vaccine. They're not asking for the pest sanitaire, but like it's, I've heard from people who, who live here and have been, they know what the pest sanitaire is going to be like, um, you know, doctors and things like that. So they said, as long as you have the the CDC card, you're, you'll be fine and bring an ID as, as backup, just in case, like I'll, I'm, I'm going to start bringing my passport everywhere, especially if I know we're going to go to a restaurant or something like that um, after August 1st. Yeah, I think Americans should be fine with the CDC cards. Yeah. I mean, should you try to just like go on the website and see if it'll accept yours like so that you can they, get the they barcode? don't because it's it has to be um, in France. It has to be in France. And yeah, so it's I mean, obviously, it's it's hard to kind of like figure out the perfect system for this because not every every country is different. And so to to make like one universal thing is really hard. But I think I I don't think there's like an easy way to just get on pass sanitaire if you were vaccinated in the US. But I have heard a couple of friends here were vaccinated in the US, but they're French. And so when they come back here to see their family or whatever, they actually did get like a note from a pharmacist basically saying they were vaccinated, you know, it's kind of a gray area and that makes them able to get care too, just to, just to have it. But technically pharmacists and and doctors are not supposed to do that. So I'm just hoping everything will be fine with just the CDC card and my passport. And I mean, it's kind of like, do you want my, you know, do you want me to go to the restaurant or not? So I, I think it's fine. Technically supposed to be checking that on trains and things too. So yeah, we'll see. I know. We'll see. It'll be interesting to see how they actually like fully roll it out. Yeah. And... Cause I mean, some places like might not even check, but some yeah. places might be really diligent. So yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting. I mean, we're recording this right before August 1st, so we'll see how it goes in the next few weeks and we'll let, definitely let everybody know, you know, what happens. Cause I'm actually going to France next week to see Juliana. So yes. I'll have to deal with this too. So It'll be interesting to see how it works for Americans when you're visiting. Yeah. And I mean, I think obviously like restaurants and and all of, you know, they want tourism and they know that Americans are allowed or, you know, vaccinated folks are allowed in. So I think it's, it's really just as long as you can prove that you're vaccinated. So. Well, anyway, speaking of restaurants, let's talk about some of the amazing restaurants that you visited in Marseille. Yeah. So, I mean, Marseille, there's tons of good food to eat. Uh, I mean, there's tons of local dishes. You definitely have to try. Actually, um, there we went to one restaurant for, for a lunch and it was amazing. It's called Untab Osud. And it's, you know, it's basically really like traditional Marseillean food. So we had like the bouillabaisse soup and aioli is actually from Marseille. So it's, but it was like the best Ioli had ever had. And, you know, so they, we had like a lot of fish. Like I basically think I only ate seafood there because obviously it's right on the port. So yeah, the food in Marseille is just amazing. Um, and then we also went to Signature, which was 
probably like a 20 minute drive out from the downtown and that um, they have one Michelin star. And we, we went again for, for a lunch, like in, um, during the week. And, you know, as you and I have talked about before, if you go for lunches during the week at Michelin stars restaurants, they're usually really affordable. And, you know, obviously the food is amazing. So that's a great way to kind of save money, but also get the, the amazing experience. And that food there was also so, so good. It was also a lot of seafood um, just presented really well and just so like light and refreshing. Yeah, that looked so good when I saw all the photos and videos on your Insta. I mean, it looked so delicious. And I mean, that is such an awesome travel hack to go to Michelin starred restaurants for lunch because you get the same service, the same food, but it's also usually less busy and less hectic in the restaurant. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at like half the price. I mean, I love that hack. And then also it's kind of nice because then, you know, you have this big lunch, but then, you know, you still have the whole afternoon and evening where you're not just at a dinner all night. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think going to these lunches too, if you can go during the week, like Jacqueline said, it's really a lot less busy. Sometimes you might be the only one there and, or like, Actually, most of the other people we saw because it was a it was just a Tuesday. It was a regular work day, but I had the day off because of Fourth of July. Was mostly like business people, you know, going on on like longer <laughs> extended lunches. You know, if it, it's not, I think it was maybe like twenty eight euros a person at Signature, and that was you know super affordable for how amazing the food was and the service. So if you work around the area, I would definitely do that for lunch. Food in Marseille was amazing. Definitely try the aioli because even at regular restaurants, the aioli is amazing. So um, the aioli and the bouillabaisse is definitely something you have to try if you're in Marseille. Yeah, definitely. I love trying all the regional foods. Like, and, and it's so apparent in France and in Italy, where depending on the region you're in, you know they'll have like a famous food that's from that region, and you just have to try it. So um, I'll definitely put aioli and bouillabaisse on the list for whenever I go to Marseille. Yeah, absolutely. Marseille is just, you know, kind of to sum up, it was just an amazing trip. If you're already in France, you know, definitely make the trip out there. Like I said, it's a pretty easy train ride from Paris. And if you're coming just you know, just the south of France, like, you know, there's an airport right in Marseille. It's close to a lot of other cities in the south. So it also would make just an amazing trip on its own. So definitely check it out. Awesome. All right. Well, let's move on to our travel tip of the week. Actually, our travel tip this week is to always try the regional food and regional cuisine wherever you are. And I just really like to highlight that you should focus on that because don't try to get, you know, something that's from Paris in Marseille, you know, like really focus on the regional foods or at least, you know, modern takes on the regional cuisine. Like Juliana tried aioli and bouillabaisse and I'm sure lots of other fresh seafood because she was right on the Mediterranean. Really focus on whatever's local to where you're visiting. Yeah, that's a great tip. I mean, obviously in France, you can get like a really good croissant anywhere. Definitely focus on the local food. Um, I mean, the bakery, even the, like I said, we got so many, um, so many great recommendations from the Airbnb owner. And he said there was literally a, a bakery right underneath our Airbnb. Like we were on the third floor. There was one on the first floor of our building. He's like, don't go to that one. Go to the one like right down the street. It's way better. He, he told us like exactly what to get. He said, this is typical of Marseille. Like, so, you know, really try and do your research beforehand and yeah, definitely try the local foods. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Travel Babies podcast. We really appreciate your support. And if you enjoy our podcast, don't forget to subscribe and give us a review. It really helps us a lot. We hope you enjoyed hearing about my trip to Marseille. Catch us next week to hear about Jacqueline's trip to Lithuania. Thanks, JQ. Thanks, Juliana. Thank you for listening to Helium Radio. The views expressed by show hosts or their guests are their own and should not be construed in any way as advice from Helium Radio. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our website. Personal perspectives expressed by the producers, writers, and editors will always be presented as such. Any rebroadcast or retransmission without the express written consent of Helium Radio is strictly prohibited. Thanks for listening.